And I'm Sarah. And this is No Sir, No Ma'am, a weekly podcast where we drag our timelines for being trash. If you want to get in touch with us, you can hit us up on Twitter at NSNM Podcast, or you can hit us up on our email at no sir, no ma'am at gmail.com. Um, disclaimers for today. Uh, this is going to be a long episode because things and stuff. And life. We'd like to present a very special guest that we have on the show today. Woohoo! Yay! Please welcome. Sadiq. Round of applause, guys. Ahalu, salamu alaikum. Ahalin, kaf halkum. Sadiq, do you want us to shout out? Can we um, mention your my Twitter credentials? handle? Your credentials. My Twitter hands. <laughs> my credentials. Well, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a graduate of the school of beep. <laughs> and uh, I studied beep for beep years. <laughs> and I specialize in everything. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. In- including, but not limited to Waham. Yeah. I don't know. I was, if they don't know me, I don't. I don't want my Twitter handle to be known. <laughs> wow. If you don't, if you don't know who Saldig is, you probably know his Twitter handle. If you, yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Saldig, I wanted to like introduce you because he's a very prominent figure on, in Sudanese Twitter, but he doesn't <laughs> want his Twitter handle out there, so I'm not gonna blow up his spot. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. If they don't know me, like they can find me, like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they know you, Sadik. Pretty sure they know you. Life. All right, so um, let's let's get the show started. Let's let's do this. Um, so it's been a very very long week, and yes, a lot of stuff has happened. Um, what do you want to start with? The um, lighter topic, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Let's start with the lighter stuff. Okay. The rest of it is gonna be pretty much like enraged ranting. Yeah, so. that's true. Let's start with something light. Maybe the the hijacking. Not that I want to make light of it, but in retrospect, it's pretty funny. So maybe start with that. Yes, because I'm confused about that story. I'll be honest with you guys. I I I read it briefly, and I just I saw this guy saying, "Oh, I'm, I'm safe home." And stuff, and he was talking about the people on the plane, but I I don't know the exact story, so I'm looking forward to being told right now. So can you get can you give like a quick summary? I'll try. It's it's very confusing. I don't know if I got all the details right, but the gist of it is that there was um, an Egypt Air flight from Cairo to Alexandria, or the other way around, and this guy hijacked the plane. He had um, an explosive belt and uh, decided to take the plane to Cyprus. Um, when the plane arrived in Cyprus, he proceeded to let... Um, this <laughs> This guy was so lucid, though. He... <laughs> He is, you'll see why. He let out all the women, children, and Arab men and just kept the Westerners because he knew that their governments would actually care. Wow. Um, and he had a list of demands that he put in the form of a four-letter page, I think. But the main purpose of his hijacking this plane was to see his ex-wife who cut all ties with him and refused to talk to him for a while or something. Um, so anyway, I think his main purpose was to just um, see his ex-wife who refused to talk to him. So it was a very dramatic gesture. And that's pretty much it. And then the Egyptian government called him an idiot or something? Or Yeah, um, government in Cyprus released a, a statement saying that, oh, this isn't a, this isn't terrorism. It's, it's, a, like it's about love. It's about one man's love or whatever, which... <laughs> 
really sounded like one month psychotic obsession. Word, like first of all, please don't call that love. Mm-hmm. Secondly, I but I really appreciated the fact that they were like, this is not terrorism, because you know anybody else would have been like, ah, oh, he's terrorist, kill him, right? But they were just like, oh, he's he's just unstable yeah. in a nice way. But the Egyptian government was like, he's an idiot. That's <laughs> that's what we're calling it. Before we get into that, um, I was hanging out with uh, Ibn Rauf, and he has this very interesting conspiracy theory, theory, as he always does. It's completely unverified. I tried to research it, but I couldn't find Jack. And he's saying that the plane was actually hijacked for political reasons, but that the Egyptian government tried to like cover it up with this whole psychotic love story because they don't want it to affect, you know, tourism their industry. tourism or whatever. And he's saying that one of the main demands that this guy made was that the government of Cyprus released four Egyptian prisoners, I think, or something. I thought it was. I thought he was talking about the Egyptian government. Was it? I don't even because know. because that's this is so. This is where the story story gets confusing. On the one hand, it was all about this dude who wanted to just see his ex-wife because she wouldn't talk to him. But then as the story unfolded, they and they like named a person and then the guy was suddenly on uh BBC talking about, "Oh no, it's not me. I'm a I'm a hostage. I'm not the hijacker." Okay. And like then they released a different name like uh and then they started saying that actually it has nothing to do with the ex-wife business, mm-hmm. but that the hijacker was demanding that political detainees in Egypt be released. Oh, that that might have been it, yeah. And then the Egyptian government was like, there are no political detainees. There was no clarification after that. Like, like where did the first story come from? It just kind of, it just like, it just melted into thin air. Like, nobody talked about it again. The ADHD of the internet. Yeah. And now, and now, like, probably like a, a week from now, no one's going to remember it and no one's really going to care either, so. But that's the thing. Like, I understand, I understand, like, the short attention span of the internet, but the fact that, like, like, we didn't even get a final story. Or uh, as far as I know, like, there was no clarification. It was just kind of, like, up in the air. And it, as if they kind of ignored it. Okay, well, these are some demands that somebody's making. Who the hell knows who it is? But let's just stick with the... And it wasn't even that. It was like... Sarah, Sarah, I understand your frustration. I want to know. I understand it. I swear I do. But I want you... I want to ask you, have you ever watched Life of Pi? Yes. You know how he says that there are two versions of the story? <laughs> the one with the animals <laughs> and then with the one with the people eating each other. Uh yeah it's the same thing you choose the story that you think is more beautiful more touching more inspiring (laughs) oh okay well in that case in this case that would be neither because he's either a terrorist or a psychotic husband yes also can we talk real quick about when it was just about the you know him wanting to see his ex-wife that people were saying, see, this is why you should just talk to your exes instead of blocking them. This is what happens when you block your exes. My bad shit. Girl bad. Really? Really? You're gonna you're gonna make this about her? Oh, if she had just picked up the phone, <laughs> he wouldn't have had to hijack a plane. Are you kidding me? Yo, he would have strapped that belt on her. And blew it. <laughs> like, are you really justifying this right now? This is exactly why this woman probably changed her numbers. Thank and, you. Like blocked him on WhatsApp or whatever. <laughs> because he's capable. Of- she had to move to Cyprus. <laughs> she had to <laughs> yeah. move to Cyprus. They probably gave her like Luju Altifi. Pretty much. Like I don't under- like people were just and I understand like a lot you know, it's a joke, yes, haha. But at the same time, like if that's wh- where your brain goes like the first thing your brain goes to, like, bruh, reevaluate. Yeah. Like check yourself. Thanks. 
uh, we don't know what happened. No, we do not know what happened. No. But um, I just like to point out that Egyptian people are so funny. Like when this shit was going down, I spread the funniest. Wasn't it? There wasn't a whole hashtag that was like, yeah, <laughs> But this guy was saying that um, when he was boarding his plane, he had um, like uh, the frozen in, <laughs> in his suitcase, and they took it away. And he was so upset. He's like, So this guy has an explosive belt, and that's fine, but you took my like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> he was salty. Oh, and the, here's the other really confusing part of the story. I just remembered. The fact that there was a dude who posted on Instagram a picture with the yeah, hijacker. Yeah, and they both looked very happy. Like, he posed for pictures. Like, what? Yeah. None of it makes sense. Like, it's so bizarre. Yeah. And they, they didn't look scared. No. They took pictures with him. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Like, very confusing. Like, no one tackled him. Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> they were both smiling. Hijacker and hostage were like, like that these like wide smiles on their face they were probably moved by his you his know love. his passion by his affections and his love and the, the, the immensity and strength and like just boundless boundless compassion and passion <laughs> for that, his ex-wife okay. like it's, it's admirable really uh... <laughs> that's sarcasm please like I, I if anybody out there does not read sarcasm in in my voice then please next it's not so happy. Or it funny. was supposed to be, I guess. What, right. It was a fail at comedy. So, what is it? Last Friday, a video came out that was like the opening monologue of a new sh- show called Aizan uh, al Mushahideen. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's basically like a late show type setup where there's an opening monologue and then they have guests and it's supposed to be funny and comedic. And so, this dude who presents the show introduces the topic for the week and he says that we're going to be talking about shagalat. Yeah. And and he starts it with, oh, I'm sorry I was late, but I had a problem with He starts going into the Well, damn, son. Yeah, dude. I mean, it was like zero to hundred real quick. I didn't do my homework, so I didn't watch the whole video. I just saw a snippet. But I didn't know it was that bad. It's difficult. It's difficult to watch because he, the things he was saying were so inflammatory. He, you know, his entire monologue is basically about uh, shagalat don't know their place, and in no Ethiopians shouldn't uh, take advantage of quote unquote how yetna lehum. In no, he says ironically at the end, towards the end of his monologue, you know, we're not talking about anything advantage of and that's where my head exploded like the f- i solid do you wanna because i i need to like collect my I, okay well basically like i feel i i, I always i always like to play uh devil's advocate in general you know and uh i've been trying to you know come up with the devil's advocate like aspect how i can like justify the whole thing but like i've i failed like i can't i can't find a logical defense for it because there isn't yeah exactly and it's not him specifically like i'm not talking about him and what he said and i'm talking about how it's it's a general thing for example one thing about like people like who who clean like janitors and uh ethiopians here in like there's there's this terrible like confusion i guess we can call it that or misconception that uh being ethiopian is a job right i I was i was talking to this girl 
and I asked her, uh, so uh, who are the who are the people that work at a pharmacy? Mm-hmm. And she's like, al-saydali, al-musaid saydali, al-al-muhasib, saydaliya, wal-habishi. Wow! I'm like, wait, like is it like is that a mascot? Like there's an honorary habishi for every saydali. Like I don't. What do you mean? She's like, ah, oh, la la, I mean, al-walad al-binadif. I'm like, طيب, but like is. It's not a, like it's not a job title. It's not like that. Uh, that's not something that happens. That's that's not. It's not. It's not. It's not like a tor. To be fair, <laughs> I'm I'm guilty of using that term to when I mean maid or whatever. And people were so quick to check me, and I'm done with that. So. And that's the thing. Like I I feel like people don't check each other at all. Like it's just accepted. Yeah. And that's the problem. Like people don't check each other. I, when I remember when I first came here, when I first moved here, I had a conversation. I was talking to one of my cousins and I was saying, oh, you know, uh, my friend back in college, whatever, she's Ethiopian. And my cousin, she was like, wait, your friend is Ethiopian and she's in college? And I was like, what? Uh, yeah. And she's like, لا, يعني بتقرأ في الجامعة. And I'm like, uh-huh, And she's like, بالله الحبش بيقرأ جامعات. And I literally oh. had to like take a step back and be like, wait, wait. Oh. Okay, girl. Wait, wait, what? Wait, like, are you, are you, no, 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 that's not what you meant, right? And she's like, لا, يعني, أنا ما سمحت لي بحبشية عند شهادة جامعية قبل كده. And I was like, but, Lord, that aside, I just think that, like, that's so telling of how society views Ethiopian immigrants in this country. Like, they are not here to serve you. And that was my main concern with what he was saying. Like, they're not here to serve you, bro. Yeah, like, exactly. this is not, like, انت ما ممكن تقول انه في جنس بيستغل حوجتنا ليه وفي نفس الوقت تقول انك انت ما بتتكلم بالطريقة عنصرية. I feel like people don't even know what discrimination or what bigotry is to Sudan. Like, we have no clue. We say things and we think they're normal. And I think that the, the issue, the bigger issue, wasn't just that this video came out and his stupid dumbass jokes and the fact that they were not funny and they fell flat even on the in-studio audience like when even the in-studio audience is not laughing at your jokes bro like you should know there's a problem yeah maybe take them out yeah you need to stop and like so the problem is the people afterwards right the people defending him like right the problem is the people's reaction afterwards when when people were posting (laughs) this video and, and like denouncing it and saying how like how horrible what he was saying was people were like i don't see what the problem is i I mean, this yeah. is a real problem that we face. Who got hit? Like, if you hit them in the video, he says, yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Like, and so people are like, I don't know what? Yo, like الناس اللي قالوا ما يعني خلاص يعني احنا اصلا عندنا النكات يعني بتاع الشايقي وبتاع بتاع whatever like all the all the different like nukat بتاعت stereotypes بتاعت السودان which are they within themselves are complete nonsense and are something we should battle but even even they like they're it's not the same. they're not the it's same it's not the same it's not the same because it's it's not comparable yo, because I like it. It doesn't like nurture prejudice towards the it does. group. Well, 
Not like, as much. Not as much as it, what he was they're saying. They're not. Yeah. Well. Exactly. Because they're they're more other. They're more other. They because like for example, if there was even like the sense of oh, نحنا كلنا أفارقة in in Sudan. Who the hell says right? that in Sudan? So my, exactly like if you're differentiating Sudanese tribes, they're still Sudanese. Right. If you're differentiating between uh, different Africans, they're still African. Like in Finnihayenta, you're denouncing that part of you. You're 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 completely looking at Ethiopians as other and right. not even other, like other and alien, and then put into a single box and dehumanizing them. I mean, like this is this is this is this is objectification. It really in, is. It's in its in its like most absolute pure form. Yep. It's just it's like it's it's completely it's really disappointing, right? It's very and, disappointing. Yeah. And, and the fact that people were saying, some people were justifying his quote-unquote comedy calling it satire. No, that's not satire. That's not how it's done. And I just felt like, I mean, I got into like a really heated debate with one person who kept saying, like kept missing the point. And I'm like, but we agree that you, choice of words is absolutely unacceptable she's like yeah but i mean he's basically he's brave enough to bring it to light excuse not, me what not just his choice of words like the whole content the whole idea that he was trying to push was prejudiced and like what he then he so you know after after a bunch of people there was like a facebook campaign and then the figuri the yabuino they like Basically, they took the. I mean, they're not going to air the episode anymore, and they're going to stop the show until they. I mean, kids, there's going to be like more raqaba on the show to make sure that the content is more like is less prejudiced and mm-hmm. whatever. And him, yeah, any more appropriate. So he, the guy, um, Khalid Al Wazir, posts on his Facebook page a quote-unquote apology. It's like pretty much a half-assed apology, where he's like, you know, إحنا, like we said on the show, we weren't talking about it. Aspect on Surya or Lakida, or Ehnem Nitkalam and Haya Nehnebin Wajiha, Zayman Nasbit Kalamuanha, Fimajalisu. Oh, whether you're offended or not, uh, well, whoops, sorry if you were offended, but pretty much like that was his thing. Sorry, not sorry. And, I, and I'm like, Inta, Kazol Irlami, Intazol Fit Television, Intazol Bitatra, Moldor Zayda. You have more responsibility. Inta, when you talk about the topic, the people talk about it in the media. The advantage is what you get. Yeah. The advantage is what? There is no advantage. You did something. You changed something. Nothing. Inta, you're not even approaching the topic in any sort of constructive way. Yeah. You're not. You're. Yeah. And he talks about the people. Breathe. Oh, yeah. This problem is big. We're going to face it. And he like he's shedding light on. What did what, you talk what about? What light did he shed? Besides attacking the yeah, people who like do. Yeah. Like for example, there's this. one there's this one part where I, i i remember this part and he's like uh the girls they come and uh, every other day they have like you know one of their sisters oh, come yeah. and it's like oh yeah okay so every week you have a sister how many sisters do you have mm-hmm. and you're just getting them to stay here for free it's like what is your mom is she a rabbit and why why is just her mom a rabbit why why isn't it both her both her parents like that's, that's, that's what i'm saying the thing that made me that people were so blase about especially that part really but Yo, even, even looking even looking at the at the at this the, the thing even looking at the situation right the the girl inviting her sister to say it's like one sister per week or every two oh, weeks for one or two days right like as Sudanese people until you have 
your great great uncle's second third cousin's neighbor Kois, his great great nephew comes over to your house and stays for weeks on end right for nothing like he they contribute nothing to the house right and then he invites his like friends and his whole posse to come and stay with you and it's adi but when it's somebody like you know who isn't Sudanese into Jairus like in okay quiz مش كذا بس يا صادق ابو يمير a really good point he was like you know he was saying انه كل واحده تقول لا دي اختي دي اختي دي اختي ابو was like but that's what we do that's what you do like عندك انت اي زول بتقول له اخوي ده واحد اخوي والله اخونا عمل كذا والله اخونا مشينا له في المستشفى والله اخونا جاي يقعد معانا اخونا واتس واتس از هي ريلي يور براذر اي جست يعني ذا دبل ستاندرد از مايند باغلينج اند اتس نوت ايفن اتس نوت ايفن جست ذات اتس ريمايندد مي لانه ذس بارت قبل يا طالي انت تجي واحده تقعد معاها تجي تزورها تجيها في البيت ويقعدوا يتكلموا بلغه كذا ما مفهومه او دو يو مين ذير نيتف لانجويج او ماي جاد هاو هاو دي هاو دير دي God, scandalous. ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا ا
then like just call them out on it. Just yes, be like, wait, please, hold up. Please There's don't. a job title for this job and this nationality is not that job title. I've I've been checked because of that and I'm a better person for it. So, you know, spread the knowledge people. Where did you where did you pick it up from? I don't it's probably everywhere. like family, like my aunts yeah. or something cuz my mom checked me. So, it was definitely <laughs> not from, from her, but you I know. She's like, "Girl, I've raised you better. <laughs> That's not happening." But I don't like fa- just family, which is really scary. Also, I really take I have a problem with, and I'm trying, I mean, I'm guilty of using it and I'm trying to cut it from my vocabulary, but I'm also guilty of using the word bit. Like, I just feel like it's so demeaning. Yeah. Bitena. Like, mm, is she though? How yeah, about, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I see that. I, I see yeah, that. Yeah. I would rather say shagala, right? Yeah. Then say bitna. Al bit, al bit jat, al bit mashad. Gibna bit, dairin bit, bit di bit. Hasisni be inno. Ownership, yeah, yeah. It's cool. I, I, <laughs> it's, it's not cool. It's, it's not cool. no, no. It's it's understandable if you say it anymore. Then it be, yeah. it'll it cause pain. Yeah. So uh, let's let's be mindful of how we let's be talk mindful. about other people and how we. In general, like I feel, I feel like this is another manifestation of the whole complete desensitization to other nationalities, right? Anyone who who who's who's in any way different we it's not that it's not that we di- disrespect them it's just that it's the fact that we don't think of them as people right like for example and and anything goes basically like you can say whatever about them because they are not the same as you right because they won't understand you i feel like sudanese people or because they're not there to complain specifically are so blasé about anyone who's different or like has a different culture mm-hmm. they just like anyone who's different is just not worth being considerate towards you know like consideration you know, is generally lack it's not even community. consideration it's the fact that you can speak about someone in such a demeaning way mm. and then be like what i'm just making a comment like what it's true like yeah. it's just like that the... justify what you're saying though like that's, that's probably a good thing right now if they're different than you because you're trash exactly all right yeah, I think I think I think we're saturated. I feel like yeah. my blood pressure is rising. Yeah, so that was intense. Uh, let's move on to what do we have next? Um, do you want to talk about the um, Facebook page, the group? Um, oh yeah, Sudanese women against hijab. Sadik's uh, <laughs> 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 no. like, this is painful. <laughs> no, this is too much. Actually, no, you guys talk about it, and I'll talk. About my personal, like, not personal experience, obviously, right. but like your, talk. Pers- your perspective. Okay. Okay. So, um, it's been this page has been open for a while. Yeah. But I, I think there's now a campaign sort of building against it. The page is called Sudanese Women Against Hijab, and it labels itself as a community that uh, shares photos and testimonials of allegedly uh, Sudanese women who either don't wear hijab or uh, took off their hijab or are in any way, shape, or form against hijab. And so the woman sh- sends in a photo, sends in a photo, and usually it has a caption that says, you know, I feel free to not wear hijab, or hijab is tahalluf, or hijab ma'indu alaqa bil Islam, or 
وريفر وانا ساكنه في امريكا وبلد الحضاره والحريه والديمقراطيه وممكن البس الدائره البسه وما في زول حيجبرني انه البس حجاب مع السلامه يا فليشه all well and good everybody has the right to their opinion regardless of whether you agree with it or not however unfortunately this page is also known to steal pictures from non-hijabi Sudanese women's Facebook pages and then post them as if they submitted them in. And not only do they post them, but they also add their own captions. And sometimes they make like little, you know how when you have like, what is it called? When you have a picture of someone and then you have a quote next to them, like basically as if these women are saying this, but several of these women have spoken out saying that this is not my opinion i never submitted a photo these people stole my and yani, stole my identity and they're using it for evil <laughs> or whatever and and so that's that's the issue that people that or that's the main issue that people are having with it like whether you agree with hijab or not is yeah. none of our business but you i mean if you have a cause to further then do it with your own words and your own photos don't use other people's photos and put words to them that they never said also the fact that in you know the current place in which we live doing something like this puts these people at incredible risk and you are putting basically putting people's lives at risk and putting them in danger of you know horrible consequences and they, for things that they never yeah. did or and never said so yeah that's that's the story yo May I, may I speak? Please do. Uh, I have a cousin, all right? And, uh, like, in general life, like, she wears her, like, tarha, right? But mm-hmm. there was one image, contrary to most of her pictures, which she wasn't wearing one. Mm-hmm. So they took it, right? And they put a caption on it, and they changed her name. Wow. Like, they, did, they didn't use her name, which I guess is... Better for is her. Okay. Like, it could be they put a picture of her... And then they put someone else's quote, but it's just I feel like like in, uh, like uh, what is there to discuss about this? Like, is it is it the freedom that people feel of like just saving people's pictures in in general, right? Because I feel like that's something that happens. Right. Like people just save other people's pictures. Like, do you have that much hard drive space? Like, you have that <laughs> much space to waste? That's one thing. Second thing, like you're you're falsely quoting people. Right to further your cause, right. without caring about what happens to these people. And let's say even if it's not something that happens, the people who believe what you're saying believe that these people are quoted. It just seems so ridiculous. It just it's just such a ridiculous thing to do. And the fact that like Facebook authorities, this is this is defamation of people's reputations, right? Right. And even if you don't see it that way, it is. Yeah, that's that's the point I was trying to make. That like if if you have a page with like half a nipple, Facebook are so quick to tear it down. But when people report pages for like containing abuse and identity theft and whatever, they don't care and they tell you that you know it it complies to the community rules and there's nothing wrong with it. So something Um, to be done about that. There's someone who wrote an article about uh, basically the the Facebook. community guideline loophole that they're using to like keep the page up um but i think the issue is i mean we could go on all day about hijab and not hijab but at the end of the day i think the bigger issue is the idea of identity theft like if you have a cause and you want to further it you using fraudulent quotes from 
people's pic- and using people's pictures that you you stole it's, that you didn't yeah. get consent for just does it does nothing but you know hinder your argument and yeah and but does it but does it actually it like does. i feel i feel yes, like sudanese people like our community isn't prepared to be that critical of things like they just take it however it is like, I think that when people say this is not my photo and I never said this, then it of of course it affects their it affects their their quote unquote movement. Yeah, I think it does. I think I think I agree with you that that Sudanese society or uh, as Sudanese people we might not be we might not take things critically or we tend to take things rather we tend to take things at face value. Like when yeah. I see a picture and I see a quote next to it, I don't wonder. Anything. I don't think about the context or I don't think about uh, I just think, oh, he got it. Fact, right? But I think that when somebody comes out and says, no, my picture was stolen and this, these are not my words, that shakes people more. Especially as Sudanese people were like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, it, it destroys your case. Yeah, it destroys uh, the case. I don't know. I like honestly, I maybe I just have very little faith in people in general, but I feel like there'll be more. They'll they'll be quicker and they'll be more enthusiastic about making up an excuse. It's like la la la. He got it. Kida. And after that, he changed his opinion. He said that the picture was stolen. But he said that the picture was stolen. But he said that the picture was stolen. But he said that the picture was Like they'll say they'll, they'll yeah. make up stuff like this. Like yeah, even okay. if it's a, okay. like she sent in her picture with a fake name, aslan. Like it's yeah, which is obviously true. something they'll that never change. happened. But they will be people saying that and they will be right. pushing that. Right, and there will still be people going on that page, okay, like because they agree with attacking people who wear hijab, right. or as just like there's probably another page with people who are for hijab attacking girls who don't wear. It. Like it's just because there's such a such animosity and there's such like there's such indecency in 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 pushing your cause mm-hmm. in general. Like I feel like that is. Like it's this, there's so many problems. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, like honestly, like how do you get to, to stop? Like how do you how do you stop something like this? How do you stop people from stealing pictures? You you can't. Like is there a way? It's a it's a question of awareness. It's a question of like, I don't want to say like moral awareness, but it's just a question of like common basic human decency. And I feel like yeah. people are lacking that. Many many people are lacking that, and so. Yeah. It's something that really you can't. I, it's, it's very difficult yeah. to control, and it's it's almost impossible to stop. I mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't. Sense and decency of the common variety yeah. are definitely lacking. Yep. Yeah. So, uh-huh. you know, a lot, like I said, there's a a, a campaign for the page for, to to get the page shut down. There's a change.org petition that people are being urged to sign. Um, people are writing articles about it. Um, and uh, I feel like an issue like this also brings out the bigots, <laughs> like people who are just waiting for any opportunity to see. I know, and this one is Sudanese girl who against the hijab. They're being forced to wear hijab. I see hijab is bad. It's a tool of oppression. Yeah. Islam, that stop exactly. Islam. Blah, blah, blah. So I got in a discussion mm-hmm. yesterday with. A uh, woman. I'm, I'm the... so glad I I'm ignoring Facebook right now because I would have like Marathi forgot. Yeah, I'm sorry, Marathi. Fairlyen, it forgot. Um, I got into so I I I wrote uh, I wrote a post um about this issue, and uh, 
someone I know shared it, and a woman of the white European persuasion um, commented, basically what I was talking about, was that people, um, there's a, a, a very strange pattern on the page where people who live abroad, like in this post I've seen several times across the span of like the year since I found out about this page, and it's always أنا ساكنة في أمريكا وأمريكا بلاد الحضارة وأمريكا جميلة وأمريكا تخليك تعمل الدائرة حرية وبتاع and I was saying that as someone who is Sudanese American and who was born in that country and raised partially in that country and as an adult in that country I feel like it's dangerous to romanticize living in America, especially today, like as a Muslim or as a minority or as a double minority of being black and Muslim, you are under threat. And that's that's the reality of the world we live in today. That's the reality of the U.S. that we live in today. So she was saying that, you know, that uh, I was making factually inaccurate statements about America, that uh, she says, I am an immigrant to America and I can see its many flaws, but basically... Well, girl, yeah. good on you, but you're white. So. <laughs> but basically, uh, it's be- it's better than in Sudan. Okay. It's better than Sudan, which I thought was really presumptuous. Like, but you aren't even from here, so how can you claim to speak for us? And so then she says, a bit of respect for the country that gave us a new life would not be remiss. <laughs> uh. Bitch, first of uh, all, girl. you might be an immigrant to America. I was born there. So America didn't give me a new life unless I, you know, am am like Buddhist or Hindu and I believe in past lives. I think I've only had one life in America. And trust me, it has not been roses and fucking money growing on trees and people giving me presents for being American. No. And so I didn't want at first I didn't want to get into it because. The post is on a page that's, I mean, my article is posted on a page that is not mine. And I didn't want to, you know, make, like, come come for somebody on someone else's page. And so the girl who shared my article was saying that, you know, uh, trying to reason with her, saying that, that she's speaking from a perspective of being black and Muslim in America, which is something that a white European lady would not face like you just wouldn't know and so she says yes i understand but there is no comparison it is wrong to say so first of all there's a difference between making a comparison and making a and just making a statement about life in america like nobody said that it's like sudan but equally nobody's saying that it's wonderful either so we get into this back and forth but in the end she just wanted to talk, to talk about how uh Hijab is wrong and hijab yeah. is oppressive. And she says, she goes on to say, I don't, I personally don't know why anyone would choose to wear hijab when in some places women are forced to do so. But then again, I don't understand any kind of self inflicted objectification a la nude selfies and the rest of it. Oh, Men aren't doing this to be popular, prove they are modest or the degree of their religious devotion. So, nor should women. All that said, I don't believe that banning a hijab like in France is the way, but I want women to make their own decisions. But you you, but you don't though but you don't but you, you don't when they make the don't. choice when they're telling you that they're making the choice of wearing hijab you you chastise them for it how can you guilt somebody into making a choice and I, and this is what i asked her what does one woman's choice have to do with another woman's lack of it just because some women are forced to wear hijab doesn't mean that it's wrong for one woman to choose to wear the hijab like what what <laughs> what, what is exactly. logic like my mom used to make force me to brush my teeth when i was a kid <laughs> She okay. goes on to say that uh, I'm I'm allowed. Oh, here we go. 
I'm allowed to find hijab upsetting in a Western context and still love and support the woman who choose to, chooses to wear it. What? Well, no, you don't. No, you don't. Wait, what did she say? Offensive? She said upsetting. And then she says, it's disrespectful. Then she goes, I say, but how does one choosing to dress modestly affect others? Upsetting. Particularly when one believes that this is a part of their religious commitment. And she says, it's disrespectful to women who fought to not be objectified. But I don't. It is disrespectful of, of cultural traditions, the Giga. When I go somewhere I am new to, even somewhere I go to live, I try to be respectful of the locals. So I say, so hijab is disrespectful. Are you saying that hijab is disrespectful to American and Western culture? She says, to some degree, in my opinion, yes. Just as nude selfies are disrespectful of the struggle for gender equality, it sets us back. I defend women's rights to do this. I just don't have to applaud, like, or stay silent about it. I also believe hijab in the West is disrespectful to our sisters who are forced to wear it. Heifer, what are you even saying? What is your point? So basically, in this exchange with her, she has managed to chastise women for being too modest and chastise women for being too free yeah. and claim to be uh, someone who is fighting for women's equality okay. and gender I equality. Think, I think I can, I can bring a new aspect to this. All right? Go. Okay, so basically... Because there are people in sweatshops being forced to work somewhere in the world, then we should just not work either. Because us working is is, is offensive, offensive to, them. to them. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. That that sounds. No, actually, I, I think much. I might agree with her. You know, it sounds quite logical. Let's all just <laughs> stop working because some people are forced to work. You know what? This this ties into whatever ridiculousness was happening in France this week because H&M came out with a collection that caters to women who wear hijab. So it's more modest and they have like scarves and stuff. And I thought it was amazing that they were trying to be inclusive of, right. you know, different lifestyles of women and what they choose to wear and whatever. Famous and then um, this Hefa called... Laurence Roussignol, who is the minister of, how do I translate this? Of families, childhood, and women's rights. The okay. irony that it is about to drop. Of all ironies, yeah. Um, and she gave a speech saying that this collection by H&M was very, quote-unquote, irresponsible. Um, <laughs> at, <laughs> and... Um, because it encourages the objectification of women through hijab, okay? Because she believes that hijab is oppressive to all women and, you know, let's liberate her Muslim sisters and whatever. And, um, I mean, that's not their choice, whatever. Yeah, obviously. And adding insult to injury, I think some journalist was trying to debate with her on this And she's like, well, you are aware that a lot of women choose to wear hijab as a part of their religious commitment. So what do you say to that? And she was like, well, you know, um, during slavery in the U.S., some Negroes were for slavery. So she made that comparison. Oh, God. And I like, just... Uh, ah. can, can we... I need to take a minute. I don't know what to say about this. Bottom line is, I am so, Some so tired Negroes of were specifically slavery. white women. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, 
I'm I'm gonna ignore that part of her argument. Did she say Negroes? Like no wait, did she say Negroes? She said Negroes. Neg- she said Negroes she said or Africans. Negros. She said neg. Yeah, Negroes. Negroes. She actually yeah. used the word Negroes. Is that acceptable in France? No. Mm, is it? Well, I don't think so. Not no. really. It's it's yeah. not. It's not. And it was like. Kind of like with the word nigger, like the word negr in French was kind of like reclaimed uh, by life. black people. And so there was a movement called negritude at some point. What, but that's not the point. My point is, I am really tired of all these. Is she black? No, of course not. She's white. She's uh, white as they no. come. Anyway. Yeah. She's not. Mm. Yes. <laughs> My point is, <sighs> I am really tired of these white heifers who consider themselves feminists and, you know, they're, like, fighting for equality and whatever, but they are completely unaware of women of color and their needs and, you know, the specifics of their culture. They choose to stay unaware. It's not just that they're unaware. They don't care. Like, it's irrelevant to them. And I feel like the discussion I had with that white lady is is also evidence of that of like i don't care what you're trying to say to me she had the audacity to be like i feel like engaging in dialogue is really important and this is why there needs to be more exchange between cultures and faiths because then we understand each other better but i'm telling you but you don't care about their culture but that i'm telling you that i'm that you're wrong i'm telling you that you're wrong about me i'm telling you that your opinion does not apply and you are like, no, no, no. I I mean, where is it coming for for you to listen? Like, I feel like the exchange means you shut up and we talk and we tell you what to do and you accept it. Exactly. It's basically, no, you're so stupid and you're so oppressed that you don't understand. You don't know what right, oppression yeah. is. Right, yeah, I'm saying. I, I okay? know what's good for you. You, you don't know what you oppression don't, is. You don't, yeah. Okay? <laughs> you black Muslim person. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, but it's true. But that's what she, that was what she was saying in her whole, like, yeah. respectability politics of, like, you should be thankful for America for giving you a better Girl, life. You bitch, you don't know my life. You don't know what brought me to America. Like, Listen, my, my, y'all listen. My, there's, there's still, I feel like it's, it's really sad that there's still this misconception that the darker your skin, right, the less educated you are and the less able you are to think logically. Right. And uh, Definitely. the more religious you are, yeah. also yeah, the same, the less educated you are, the less capable you are of thinking logically and critically. And also the further east you are, well, not really further, the more central, like the closer you are to Africa, <laughs> the right. more, you know, the less the capable you are. you are. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like you can even you can even tell it like in in the distribution of of countries and you know in even in Europe people will not people will say okay the Germans and the British and the Norwegians oh they're so smart but they don't say the same things for Italians they say oh yeah the mm-hmm. Italians and Spanish are are beautiful people but they never say like oh yeah they're known for their intellect well like Leonardo right. da Vinci and stuff and then you have Ibn Battuta and you have like lots of like things like knowledge is distributed and capacity is distributed equally among all races and all people but there's still this 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 ingrained thing where people feel that okay if you are muslim if you are black then you're not as capable of critical thought right Right, and maybe perhaps perhaps you know if you are living in a third world country your education isn't as good but that does not affect your bare human logic 
Right. right. Or your level of intellect, actually. Exactly. You could, I mean, yeah. just because you don't have access to the same opportunities or the same educational system or quality doesn't mean that you're dumb. Yeah, it exactly. Has no bearing whatsoever. Like, if she was making sense, right? Even if you, you know, you you had an opposing point of view, she could have convinced you yeah. if she was making sense. But like, right. hey, like, yeah. yep. So, I guess this week I'd like to ask white people to stay in their lanes. Please don't <laughs> come if you are not asked to. Just don't. Just just stay over there. And if you don't know about a topic, don't speak on it. Just just let know. us be. Let us. It's like, okay. If, Oh God! Just, just let us speak. It's okay to just listen yeah. sometimes, and not talk. Just that's sh- yeah. That's that's the main problem is listening. Like if a woman tells you that she's wearing hijab because she wants to, then she should have a right, and you can't come in and tell her that you know what's better for her, and that you know she's not conscious of being oppressed. Just no, not even no. that. Don't. How dare you tell a woman who chooses to wear hijab that she is undermining the struggle of her sisters or the people who are forced to wear hijab. How dare you claim to know her people's struggle better than her? Like, in what universe can you sympathize more with someone's oppression than the person of that, like, of that group? Like, ma'am, what? Bye. Have uh, some seats. Yeah. No, ma'am. Uh, no. So anyway, on that note, yeah. uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah. Wait, guys, is your show this exhausting every week? Yeah, yes. it's always a struggle. Uh, wow. It is. Oh. <laughs> um. So moving on. Um. Two things happened this week that made me lose what little faith I still had in humanity. Um, they're both, (laughs) they're both, um, celebrity related, which is why I heard of these stories, but this is something that happens on a daily basis to regular ass people just sitting at home, minding their own business. Uh, but we'll get to that later. Um, first story is about, uh, Wentworth Miller. You might remember him from Prison Break. He was the main character. He's the hot Um, guy from Prison Break. He's the guy who had, yeah, he's the the hot guy. (laughs) He's the guy who had, like, a, a layout plan of the prison tattooed on his body and whatever. Michael Schofield. Oh, that's Exactly. The... Yeah. I, I, that was I never thing. watched the show. In the show, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was him. Um, so, anyway, someone posted, I don't know if you can call it a meme, but, like, they posted an old picture of him from his um, prison break days where he's, like, really, you know, fit and ripped and had all these fake tattoos and next to it, they put a more recent picture, like um, a candid paparazzi picture where he's just like walking around in his sweatpants. And they captioned it something really dumb, like at from fit, from fab to flab, or like from hung to oh, chunk. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And for some reason, people thought it was really funny. So they were like mocking him and body shaming him and all of that, you know usual internet stuff Mm -hmm. and um this guy was so affected that he actually put out like an open letter to the internet and he explained that the reason he put on so much weight was because he was battling with you know depression and suicidal thoughts and he's not in a good place and all of that and you think that 
you know, after that, people would have some kind of compassion. But no, on the contrary, him even more. Yeah, and they like people on Twitter are horrible. They're like, oh well, if you were suicidal, why aren't you dead? Wow, just horrible, horrible things. Yeah, no, like no, no, seriously, the people. Once you tell, like, okay, the internet. I'm sorry to tell you. Um, and you're on the internet too, so I'm talking to you. <laughs> so if you're unaware of this, but the internet is a very evil place. Yes, and is. if you tell people that, oh, I have suicidal thoughts, they will, not all of them, but there are very quite a few people a who chunk. will try to push you to actually off yourself. Okay? There are people... That brings me to my second story. So the second story was really huge, and it was trending worldwide on Twitter. And it's about Kelani. Um, now this story is legit like Musalsal Turki. I don't even know how I'm going to go through <laughs> this. But um, if you don't know her, Kelani right. is a singer who put out like a couple of independent like EPs or mixtapes or whatever. She was kind of like making a name for herself and got a lot of critical acclaim. Yeah. And so she was dating this guy called Party Next Door who's a Canadian, like, rapper, producer. And they had an on-again, off-again kind of thing. And then they finally broke up. Mm. And she started openly, publicly dating Kyrie Irvin, who's a basketball player. I don't know, <laughs> plays for the Cavaliers, whatever. I like your level and of care then, right now. She's like, whatever. So, <laughs> I'm already tired. I do not know who these people are. I have I'm no, no idea. tired. Anyway... Um, so yeah, she started dating this basketball guy and they were like very public, very PDA kind of couple, whatever. And then last week, um, party next door, who's supposed to be this girl's ex posts a picture on Instagram where you just see that he's like holding someone's hand in bed or whatever. And um, people later recognized the tattoos from the hand he was holding as being Kilani's. And he wrote a really messy caption, like, oh, after all her shenanigans, I got her back in my bed. I don't know, something really dumb. Some fuckboy shit. And the internet went wild. Like, people went insane. I could not, for the life of me, understand why everyone was so passionate about this girl's love life. Like, she was being called... About Kehlani. Like, who is she? I don't, I don't care. Like, <laughs> like, like, even if, like, I like some of her music, it's fine. And that's pretty much all I need to know about her. Like, exactly. I do, I have no interest in yeah. her love life. Um, but yeah, people were, you know, being really vile, as they usually are. And uh, we're calling her, you know, all kinds of whore and slut and you know, cheater and whatever, and people were coming at her. She has this song where she sings a line that says, he's, uh, I, it, he's fucking with me because I'm loyal, and people were, like, sending her links to that, wow. you know, video, and they're like, bitch, here's your receipts, you cheater, blah, blah, whatever. And anyway, it was huge. And then... Um, she deactivated her Instagram, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. She then came back, posted a photo of her in the hospital with an IV in her arm and basically explained that she attempted suicide. But she's like, oh, you know, 
whatever, this party next door guy saved my life, blah, blah. I'm, you know, blessed to still <laughs> be here. This next door guy. <laughs> <laughs> this, this mofo, <sighs> I don't know. And she's like, yeah, so I tried to take my life away, um, but I'm blessed to still be here, blah, 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 by Graham, and then deactivates her account again. Now, people were... Oh is this what Chris Brown is talking people about? People were horrible. Dude, I am not even gonna get into Chris Brown, like, tweeting about this, like, he has some kind of clean slate or, like, high moral ground. Chris Brown was like, you know, like, don't ask for attention or whatever, like don't like bless what did he say something he like said a lot of bullshit yeah, the people who put their their problems on uh, on social media like just trying to get it for attention yeah. or whatever and i'm like well you're one to talk yeah. hello <laughs> pot calling the kettle black Yo, I just like are you like, kidding me I, was, I don't know i don't i just want to say right and no offense like i don't know i i'm gonna say this right but i feel like chris brown is is the kind of person that I would not be able to be friends with. Because he's a fuckboy? <laughs> in general. Like, like, he's the worst. He's the, it, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, he's the kind, I feel like he's the kind of guy, like, when he goes around and does like lots of messed up stuff. You know, he gets her sick because he's such a, like, it's just, yeah, yeah. I just feel like he's that kind of guy. I feel like, and then he beats her up because he's angry because, you know, because when he's The internet does not forget, I'm sorry, I'm going into, like, it's not Chris Brown. This is the type of person, like, Chris Brown yeah. isn't that kind of person. I don't well, know. Well, anyway, him. he was. I just feel like he He was tweeting about this because he's <laughs> friends with the basketball player who got cheated on. But nobody asked for so his opinion. So it was kind though. of. Like, who? No, yeah. not one Why, person. What? Not one soul in the universe asked for his opinion. Nope. Um, but, like, on. On a more, like, in a more general manner, people were just really horrible to this girl. Like, regardless of what she did or didn't do, which is absolutely nobody's business, she's 20. Why are you doing this yeah, to her? Yeah, she's only 20? She's a yeah, child. Yeah, she's a child. She's a tiny person. And the thing is, what same the with the other guy. People were like, oh, well, why is she posting this on Instagram? And, you know, if you're really suicidal, that's not something you want to share with the world. And, well, she should have just killed herself. There's no attempt, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... I'm literally rolling my eyes right now. But that's, like, first of all, she's 20, so she's from a generation of oversharers, and I, like, you yeah. know, maybe it was normal for her to share that on, on Instagram, because her whole life is there. But also, I feel like... I think, I think like, like if, if I shared something like that, I'm sorry if I'm interrupting, but I feel like if I shared something like that, I would be trying to tell people, like, listen, Jamal, listen, hey, guys, you can actually ruin someone's life. Okay, bye. Like, that's, that's, that's the reason. Yeah. Like, it's just you, you and are capable and you are ruining someone's life. So please stop. Like, yeah. stop being so... And, and people are like, oh, she's just, you know, seeking attention and she wants compassion because everyone was mean to her. Well, hell yeah, she's looking for compassion because you guys exactly. are horrible human beings. And you've been dragging her all day. And, like, that's just, it's too much pressure. Also, if someone is in such a bad, like, vulnerable place that they're putting out their mental illness to millions of strangers, mm -hmm. that's, yeah, she is seeking attention. And, like, what better time is there 
to you know try to it's a cry for help yeah like what what is wrong with people i do not understand also i think the fact that i mean she's regardless of of everything else she's 20 she's so young and that's so much pressure on such a young person to handle and if you're already like a sensitive person or a vulnerable person from the get and you are bombarded with this like why wouldn't i mean it's not a far-fetched i want to say something okay so after she posted the picture of her over or like after she overdosed she said the the party next door guy saved her life yeah i guess yeah that's that's another mess though yeah okay i just want to say like what kind of manipulative grip does he have on her because he's the one who caused this in the start by sharing i know yeah and then she's yeah, still it's such a messy situation. He is such a messy like just, bitch. He's so messy. It's just and nobody's it's tackling that. Like nobody cares. It's just all on her because you know she's a cheater and a whore and a slut. Right. Nobody's talking about this mofo starting all of this mess. And uh, anyway, that's that wasn't even my point. My point is just that people on the internet are horrible. And um, yes, it's you know it's easy to be really mean when nobody knows who you are and you know you have the protection of being, you know, behind your screen and whatever. But people need to understand that words have consequences, even if it's just on Twitter, Instagram. And especially when, you know, when you're talking to someone who is battling with some kind of mental illness and you're just like... Or isn't. Or, yeah, or isn't really. Or isn't. Like, you can cause yeah. that. You can cause that yeah. through your bitterness and your, yeah. your vileness. But my, my if you, point if is... If you harass someone, then you can cause the mental damage. It's true. My point is just that people who do have, you know, mental issues, they're always questioned on Twitter. They're like, oh, well, if you really did have depression or, you know, if you really were suicidal, you wouldn't be talking about it here. Like, bitch, where's your imaginary, you know, PhD in psychology? Right. How do you know? Why why are you policing what makes right. people feel better? Mm. Like what what is I Also what? not just that, but the fact that like why wouldn't you think that I mean, why wouldn't you think that the first logical reaction for someone who's feeling so low is to seek others comfort or seek comfort from others or think seek support from others like why is that so unbelievable? I don't understand that. Like if I'm in a position where I feel so desperate and I feel like there's no way out. Of course, I'm going to, in my desperation, I'm going to reach out to anybody, anyone who can give me any sort of kindness or show me that there's, you know, any sort of positivity or like bright side. Like, why wouldn't I do that? But also, like you said, you said that it's so easy to be mean. Yes, it's very easy to be mean when nobody knows who you are and your identity is protected by like your lame ass screen name. But also, it's so much easier just to be nice to somebody in that situation. Like, what possesses you to be so mean to someone, even if you don't know if it's true or not? Yeah. Like, if someone says, I'm feeling so sad, how, why, what, who hurt you so badly that makes you react in such a vile way to something like that? When someone says, I'm sad, and you're like, die. <laughs> that is actually, that that's a very strange way. That says more about about the person. Like, that's true. Yeah. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm really concerned. Like, I, I understand that, you know, people seek some kind of, you know, attention and support 
on social media and it, it you know it might make them feel better but i'm also concerned for these people because 90% of the responses you're going to get are going to be horrible like maybe some people i think most people will just like scroll through and be like whatever that's not my life right um some people would try to help you know try, you know just be yeah. nice trying to make you yeah. feel better but most people will be horrible and what does that do to you when you're already in such a vulnerable place and what does that say about our our world when most people are going to be horrible to you when you're feeling so low yeah jesus well girl god we already discussed that when we talked about the ai <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. clearly i remember people are horrible so humanity Thanks for being trash. Humanity, take a seat, as you guys would say. So, <laughs> all of you. Yeah. Please, this giant chair. Electric chair, perhaps. But yeah, sit no, ignore, so I didn't fair. say that. <laughs> as always, people never fail to disappoint. Um, uh, I feel like I feel really sad right now. So can we can we talk about should we move on to now? happier things? Zalik, do you have a yes sir, yes ma'am? Do you have Since a yes sir? You are a guest, you should go first. Someone that you want to shout out that you think deserves to be recognized for their excellence in whatever mm. they, they're doing or something. Oh, that's, that's difficult. I want to, okay, okay, let's, let's, let's see. Can I, can I just like someone who doesn't necessarily exist, but they actually do exist, but like it's not a specific person? Okay. Okay. I, w- I want to shout out everyone who, who, who tries to help people who say they're sad like Amen. if if somebody yeah. say if you see someone on your timeline say that they're sad or if they're feeling down if you're the person that says hey yo i'm there to talk to you if you want then shout out to you big up you are our beacon of light yes sir you are humanity's excellence if you do that thank you for not being a total asshole <laughs> <laughs> And if, if you're not going to be nice and supportive and reach out, at least, like, stay in your lane and don't tell people to go kill themselves. That's all we ask. Yeah. Like, is, is that really so much to ask of humanity? Like, really? That's where we're at right now? It's, re- it's literally the bare minimum. It is. <laughs> it's like, like, it's quite literally the minimum. And I feel like it's too much to ask. Like, it's too much to ask people to not take time out of their precious day and type kill yourself to someone who's already on the brink of, you know, actually doing something dramatic. Right. God damn. Oh, life. <sighs> okay. All right. Anywho, uh, my, I don't have a yes sir for this week. Uh, so, Zada. I have two yes ma'am. And, um. Go ahead. Well, none of them are Sudanese. I'm really sorry. But okay. I think they're really cool. So, I'm going to share them anyway. So, my first one is really old. And I've been trying to shout her out for a moment. It's, um, how do you pronounce her name? Cecile Emike. Oh, yeah. She's um, a writer, director, and she makes um, these little 20-minute videos on YouTube. It's called the Strolling Series. So what she does is basically um, interview black people in various parts of the world. So there is um, an episode in like Italy, France, mm-hmm. uh, the Netherlands, Jamaica just um, the U.S., the U.K., wherever. And she interviews black people from different kinds of diaspora and asks them about, you know, their specific culture and how they live their black identity. And it's just so well-made and it's so interesting. And it's very, 
like, you know, subtle and nuanced and whatever. So check it out. It's called Strolling Theories. We'll put um, some kind of link on Twitter. So yeah, you can... we'll tweet the link. She's, yeah, I, I agree with this one. She's amazing. Um, my second Yes Ma'am goes to a little African-American girl called Michaela Ulmer. Uh, she is 11, okay? 11 years of age. And she's an entrepreneur. So anyway, she, she entered like a children's business competition. She sells and, lemonade. And uh, she made lemonade. And she decided to sweeten it with um, honey instead of lemon because she cares about, you know, she's, she's like advocating to save the bees and, you know, their ecosystems and whatever. And uh, she got an $11 million contract. Damn! Wow. Yeah. Yo! And shelf space in wow. 55 outlets of Whole Foods. And that is just, and she's still in school. Like she studies. Oh my god! And she wants to go to South Africa and like give like a little entrepreneurship seminar for little That's girls. So cute. And that was like, and amazing well, and badass damn, and girl. boss. Like, yeah, that is yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And she's eleven. She's eleven. 11 I feel like I feel like trash. Yeah. I feel like I'm not coming out from under this comforter after this. There's no reason for me to be out in the world. Yeah. I no, on the contrary, there's more reason for you to be out. Compete with eleven-year-olds in the market. <laughs> I guess so. That's my shout out. She's pretty fascinating. Good for her. Yeah, definitely good for her. Especially as a young black girl in the US. I know her mom is happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's done well. So yeah, that was my second yes mom for this week. All right. And that's pretty much all I have. As always, um, if you guys have any recommendations for a yes sir or a yes ma'am, particularly if they're Sudanese that you want us to shout out or you think deserve recognition, you can send them to us on our email at no sir no ma'am at gmail.com. Yes. Or you can tweet them to us um, at NSNM podcast or with the hashtag NSNM. I always I always feel like that hashtag nog is haya, but and him and uh, yeah that goes for also for any topics that you want us to discuss or if you want to ch- you know chime in or any- on anything that we've talked about please please let us know we love to hear your feedback um yeah uh and i think i think that's it yeah that's it for this week Saldik, thank you for being uh on thank our show thank you for hanging out with us guys thank you for having me today and thank you for your very awkward for like dealing with your very awkward recording situation <laughs> like like a pro it's, <laughs> it's all right it, it's it's perfectly fine anytime anytime i i'd like to thank you for all the all the painful things we talked about today <laughs> i have tears in my eyes currently it's uh now now you know our struggle our weekly struggle right. um if you want Saldik back on the show let us know if you enjoyed his presence um, and if you never want him on again say as well like oh you mean you, no we, we we encourage positivity we encourage him to be nice nice so yeah. maybe maybe your silence will speak volumes our, just, our life is come, hard enough be on the show like, but don't say anything <laughs> um and on that note uh you guys have a have a good week have a good week yeah let's let's hope next week is better okay bye guys bye sadig bye sadig you're not trying to say bye. What? I said bye. I said bye. Okay, mom, just get it. One second. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.
Bye. Bye.